previously on the Simply Human podcast. And, all, and then the guys is like like an elephant uh, trunk or something. It's like the most like ugly. Anyway, so <laughs> you're maybe overestimating a shade. Okay, <laughs> it's but it's interesting because there's a lot of misconception there. A lot of guys. Um, have issues actually with understanding and identifying the beauty of each woman's unique yoni space. It's episode 146 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is a great guest. It is the 10th appearance, ladies and yes, of the great Kate Gallier. Remember when you first called her that the first time we had her on, and she was like, "No, no, it's Galliots." <laughs> uh, I'm France, yeah. pal. Yeah, I can't believe this is the tenth time. Actually, it's she, this is her telling us that it's the tenth time. I have not gone to check. I'm just assuming that she is not alive. Is that fair? I, I think she's not. Okay. Then it's another moderately funny edition of Humans Being Human with I have no idea because we haven't scheduled it yet, and we're having a good time. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm really on top of this uh, podcast thing today. Yeah, right? you're doing you're doing great. You're doing. Great. I have adopted that um, that right, what you just said, and I've and like in other text threads and other uh, interactions I have with people, and it is really <laughs> funny. Like if somebody's just totally screwing something up, or like they just keep asking the wrong questions, just like, hey, you're doing such a good job. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. And you're really on top of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well. Um, I repelled women. Well, I guess you're alive, so yeah. Oh, oh, that kind of. I was telling. I was just mentioning that I like R E P E L. I repel women. Hmm. And and uh, and friends. That's all, that's 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 all right. Pretty soon. You, don't have, you, Pretty you soon. can stop. It's fine. Okay. We're you don't fine. have. I mean, just move on if you want. Okay, moving on from that joke. Um, so I repelled uh, off the Enterprise building, which is a 285-foot building. And I, I don't know if you saw that like, Brad came out, Simply, Human, Simply yeah. Human's own Brad, my brother, came out uh, and did it with me. Uh, and it was awesome. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. How about that? Good. Do, I, uh, would you do I, that? So you, Mark was texting, I guess he had like a, pledge goal that he wanted oh, and he's yeah. texting in our, uh, in our group thread that we have with uh we've mentioned several times with steve uh jack and nate the two of us and mark was like hey rick i'm 15 dollars away from my goal will you donate and i was like sure and i went to your website and donated 14 dollars and 99 cents because well, i wanted you to be one penny short of your goal and i used a really great fake name 100 simply human bonus bucks to anyone who uh knows who Horatius Bonar is. Yeah, I was going to say, we should talk about this, because I, okay, so... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, that is okay, that is a, a long-standing thing between, you know, yes. like a, that's a person that we've known, and do you want to go ahead and say that is... Okay, so Horatius Bonar was a uh, oh, let's see if I can remember, like a 19th century uh, Scottish clergyman he was a preacher he was a poet and he wrote many many hymns hymns Hymnals. and uh, there was one and i don't even remember what the name of the song was that we used to sing all the time in church growing up and 
they, they had like you open up the hymnal, it's got the music or whatever, and it's got like the author of the song there, and me and you and our other friend Jackson, Simply Human's own Jackson, yeah. uh, we always used to get a great 13-year-old kick out of the guy who wrote the song in the hymnal whose name was Boner. Well, it's and it's it's H H O R. A T I U S B O N A R, and it's a real it's a real person. It's not like we're making up this person. He was a good person. He did good things with his life. Uh, and, you never met them. I don't know. Yeah, he I might mean, have, he might have been a total piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because like so, I get a little email notification of when people would donate to me, and so here's the thing. Oh, ha ha ha! Horatius Bonar, you know, donates. And I screenshot it and like send it to the other people, like ah, look what Rick did, ha ha ha. <laughs> well, like in the and this is like on Friday night. So in the midst of all this, my events director also gets the emails of like <laughs> of any donation. So of course she has no idea who Horatius Bonar is. So she <laughs> she sends me a screenshot and it just says, um, what? <laughs> like. <laughs> So, so we note that I spent the next hour. We talked about my great Facebook prank uh, from several months back, where like I would take someone's status and take a screenshot, and then use like oh, a paint yeah. tool, and then make a text box with like something sounds very, very crazy or crude. Well, I spent the next hour uh, doing that to the email the from Mark's donation, like yeah. from donation. From Hail Satan, yeah. like stuff along those lines. Yeah. So it was very juvenile. It was very entertaining. Very funny. Yeah. So then, of course, I have to like I reply just, back to my Vince director. Fourteen ninety nine. I spent all year. Yeah. So well, thank you for real. Thank you for doing that. That you didn't have to do that. I out of it. That's the only reason it was good. Yeah. Well, I did. I did end up getting like I think I was like fifteen oh five was what I ended up getting. So somebody came in and gave me like six bucks or something or five dollars <laughs> and one cent or something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so I. I text Mallory back and I was like sorry that was one of my idiot friends with the iRoll emoticon and then uh, and I did then I screenshotted the Wikipedia like this is it is a real person <laughs> in my, in the my... most fake name of all time that incidentally when you have to sign up for something like uh, if you're like ordering pizza online and they ask for your name I never give a real name it's yeah. always that is my go to fake name or Rusty Shackleford yeah we should put I need to uh, put the link to Horatius Bonar webs uh, Wikipedia in the show notes. Wikipedia Horatius Bonar. There you go. Wikipedia. Awesome. So yeah, so I repelled. So I'll tell y'all quickly about that experience. So Brad came out Friday. Um and I you know, I was pretty anxious. We had eight people go on Friday. So I watched it, I saw them do it and and it, you know, a couple people with total like full out shake leg when they get to the bottom because their adrenaline was pumping so much, you know? And I'm like, okay, like a braid, yeah. our, our friend, uh, do what? Full on brown pants yeah, too. Yeah. So Simply Human, Simply Human's own uh, braid was, was one of the repellers on uh, Friday and she was like pretty shaken at the bottom. And so I was pretty nervous. And did you, you watch Stranger Things, right? I have not. Oh. My wife is... She doesn't like hmm. horror, that genre, and so I'm having to do some. Once we're do- we started watching Silicon Valley on HBO Go, so once we're done with that, maybe I can convince her to watch Stranger. Well, okay. Well, then uh, I guess I can't finish my story because you don't know. Stops my mic, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, so being on. Okay, how about this? This is another way I can explain it. So if you've ever watched a documentary on like climbing Everest, like when you get above a certain. Uh, above sea level you know like if it's like above like twenty thousand feet your body literally 
you start dying, right? Because like it's, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's because true. you because you can't get enough oxygen. Like the amount of oxygen that you're getting isn't enough to like you couldn't like be up there for very long because you would eventually that's, just die. No, no, that's not true. You I, could live up there. Absolutely true. So that's what I was <laughs> trying to make yeah, you angry. Yeah. So, but that's like how I felt at the top of this building. Not from a physical standpoint, like from an emotional standpoint. I was thinking if I just because oh I had to be up there for like half an hour. Me and Brad were up there all harnessed up, you know, for like a half an hour. And I was like, if I have to do this for like, if I have to stand up here for much longer, like I'm just going to start like deteriorating away. My hair is going to start falling out just because like the the stress, the adrenaline was just so great, you know? And so... You know what I always... I'm about to do something like that. And I've never, like, repelled off a super tall building, but something like uh, ride a roller coaster. The mental image I get is like, all right, all right, James Bond, he would just do whatever had to be done to do. So just do it. James like, Bond, uh, all right, huh? James Bond, I'm James Bond. He's yeah. got to do this yeah. to survive. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of that, we could have a discussion about stage fright in the bathroom and what ways to get around that. But... In other news, um, so but as soon as like do what? Nothing. Go ahead. So as soon as they like like harness you in to the the apparatus, you know, that's like holding everybody up, and you realize like what how strong it is. There's like no absolute way you could break away from this apparatus. That it was like it turned into like immediate fun. Like it was all the anxiety was gone and I just had a blast. We're going down. Me and Brad like raced down to the bottom. We were like having fun. He got, if you get going too fast, this thing will like, uh, it'll seize up so you can't go. It's like a safety thing in there and it's just like, it's so safe. And he got like stopped because he started trying to go too fast. And sorry, do you hear that like crinkling? I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, sorry. I was like trying to. Do you work in a paper factory? (laughs) Sorry, it's gone now. Um, And so like he got, (laughs) he got going too fast and and, like had to stop. And so I, I beat him to the bottom and that was so fun. And so I can't wait to do it next time. You know, another way you could have beat him is you could have just jumped off and, oh, I won. (laughs) We were were laughing like, what if like we. We figure out a way to like uh, uh, just completely remove all resistance from the rope at the top, and so we're like, "All right, ready? One, two, and we both just like fall, <laughs> like free fall to our deaths." Oh man, that would be great. But the turkey vultures were not an issue. We had eighty-four people repel. Uh, it was uh, it was a great event, and so you need to come out and repel sometime. Sometime. Mm. Yeah. So solving crimes over here. <laughs> Some police, we had uh, Abilene Police Department was represented. Uh, we had uh, three or four policemen go. And uh, next year, we're going to block off the street and work with the policeman's help. And we're going to have a party on the street. Well. It's called a street party. I can think of another thousands of jokes here. Yeah. About that. Um, because man. I'm more mature. One, one more funny thing to bring up. And it is, it is re- and with regards to the sign that was misprinted in the front of the bean last week. <laughs> Man. What, yes, I caught this. What a mistake. Bean, the bean is the cafeteria at uh, Abilene Christian University. That's the name of the cafeteria. They claim to be world famous. I don't buy any of that. It's yeah. just a cafeteria. The food's yeah. all right. Yeah, it's okay. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh, I thought you were setting it up. So it's okay. Oh, I, so, so it, you, will you continue? Kind of set up like you know we've talked about the this university before and kind of like, uh, you know, it's very conservative. Um, it's a, it's a church. Very. Of, yeah, like yeah. Super, they have rules and stuff. 
It's crazy. <laughs> you can't poop in in closets. Uh, very no, you strict. can. You just get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, at the in the at the end, to me read the sign, and I wish I somehow figured out a way to uh, get the sign, the picture of it. So the that's like you know you show up and here's like all right for for dinner tonight we have the different options there's a baked chicken there's a white rice there's a there's vegetable medley and then there's and then there's grandma's old favorite <laughs> pulled uh, it wasn't pulled pork ladies and gentlemen no it, the k was an n and it was pulled porn <laughs> so what? Yeah, well, he's laughing like the freshman, you know, coming up thinking this is like some sort of, you know, like they're like, what? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I have a couple of helpings of the old like school. Yeah, so yeah, he's just like, come on, sign maker, like care just a little bit, you know, like look at it. I mean, there's eight words on the page. It's not like you have to proofread a novel. I mean, there are eight words to proofread before you hit print. Come on. Like, care a little bit more about your That's job. That's how you know, like, maybe they're doing other things is they did spell check and it just it picked up on porn because they've added it to the spell yeah. check dictionary. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I wonder what, if you had to make a pulled porn dish, like, what would be on the, the plate? Like a a picture or like a, I don't know. It's kind of. Boob sitting on a plate. <laughs> but, uh, upside down booby cake. Um. All right, you know what? Let's get to our interview with Kate, where we talked to her about... <laughs> We're not going to talk to Kate about porn. Yeah, Kate, yeah. Kate, she, we'll, we'll figure it out. She would have none of it. Um, so go to the website, simplymanage.com. You can check us out on uh, the Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. On social media, at simplyhuman52. Um, go to the simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash store page, and you can find our Donate Now button if you'd like to throw us a few bucks uh, to be able to help us keep the train down the track or uh, you can see all the things that we approve of and use. So, here is our interview with Kate where we talked to her about lots of fun Kate things. Because we haven't talked to her yet. Kate Galliet, ladies and gentlemen. It's me. I'm so excited. How are you, Adam? I'm great. I'm wonderful, as always. Things are... Looking up and happy as ever. You know, even when stuff's total garbage, a, a tiny bit of me's like, but everything's also awesome. Yeah. So, you know, how are you guys? You know, our, our first world definition of things going like garbage, uh, really in perspective when you think about other people. So that's what I try to think about is, hey, I'm not homeless. So, hey, things are great. Yeah, you know, there is that. Like the time when you're like, oh, my Facebook video wouldn't upload correctly. You get all <laughs> right. mad and you're like, right. Well, it's right. like uh, my wife uh-huh. went to, had to go to Sam's, you know, like to do shopping or she had to get a bunch of stuff for something. And it was like pouring rain. And so she got absolutely drenched, you know, like because un- un- like in a regular grocery store, you can just like grab all the bags with one with one hand, you know, and like put them in. Well, at Sam's, it's like or Costco, it's like yeah. all big boxes. You can't. Yeah. There's no easy way. So she's out there just getting dressed and she got in her truck and she was just like. You know what? I have money to buy groceries. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really—I don't know if it's like a, as you get older kind of thing or what, but like, you just kind of mellow out a little bit. Now that being said, I will likely lose my mind the next time I have to deal with a technical thing, and I'm like, wow, oh my god. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. It's just we're humans. That's what we do. Yeah. We do silly things. We do do silly things, like say doo doo, like I just did. 
Um, Can I, um, did you get a new mic? Your voice sounds very like deep and radio esque. Oh well, I'm ma- smoking all. He's been chain smoking cigarettes all morning. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Rick, I don't know if you remember this. We probably talked about this. Rick and I used to work at a TV station. There was a young female reporter who was trying to to you know get her get her feet wet in the industry. And one of her, like, one of the things they said was that her voice was too high-pitched, and she literally started, like, chain-smoking to try to Ew. lower her voice. Do you remember that, Rick? Yeah. Seems like a solid... I do not remember that, no. Who is this person? Oh, you. I think you'd probably know her, but... I didn't want to say her name. Melissa something. I don't... But did you... Were you going to say it seems like a solid plan? Yeah, it seems like a... Yeah. Good logic. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with that, Mark. Well, hey, Kate, Rick is actually, he has a new schedule, and he's actually driving. So this is the first ever Rick being ah. mobile podcast. Yes. I'm going to try this. Uh, you may hear an odd, usually like when we're recording and I'm going to swallow or cough or something, I mute it. I may not be able to get to my phone in time to mute it. Uh, but also if you hear a bunch of random F-words, <laughs> I'm cursing a track. <laughs> i to turn it down for today, but. Well, like, okay, totally fine. So how funny is that, though? No, it's fine. How funny is that, though, that, like, body sounds, like, coughing and hacking stuff up and, like, like inhaling it through your nose or whatever. Like, we're all like, oh, God, we should, like, mute all that stuff out because people don't want to hear it, which I guess they really don't. But, like, so two sides of this coin here. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's just mute all that stuff out and, like, you know, not have people listen to it uh, because it's annoying. But also it's part of the human body. I was coming home from L.A. on, like, Monday, I think. And was sitting at the charging station in those chairs, like at your gate, uh-huh. and I was charging my phone. And this guy, two over from me, would not stop, like, hawking loogies in his throat. Like, he wasn't uh, spitting them, but that sound, you know? That wait, sound. So, wait, if he wasn't spitting them, was he, like, swallowing like, them? Like, where, you know where they, like, you call it up? Like, when you got just, when you're sick. He's, he obviously was sick. <sighs> and, like, was just, and I was, like, at first was, like, oh, please, oh, God, he's doing it again. Okay. But then I was, like, reminder, human stuff, this is what humans do. See? We, like belch and burp and fart and do all yes. these things so like i had a moment where i was like grossed out and then was like it's fine it's really fine okay this is what see, thank you this is why i feel like it is okay to pick your nose in public is that different i think we've had this conversation on the podcast before yeah that like hey all we need to have a conference <laughs> of all of humanity we all need to meet somewhere where all three billion plus people can meet and be like hey can we fix some of these like social convention type thing? To, like, is, like if I fart, can I, uh, you know, can we all get on the same page and just say it's all right if you fart? It's, it's all like right a sneeze. I, How is it yeah, any different than a sneeze, other than it smells yeah. terrible? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're getting we're getting closer closer to that. I just gave one person the finger, by the way. So oh, great. Oh, oh okay, well, one. good. We, we might have a very angry Rick on this show. Yeah, he's not mellowing out as he ages, definitely. So no. sorry, Kate, he interrupted you. What were you saying? I think we're getting closer and closer to, like, things not being, like, having more conversations about real stuff. Like, isn't your wife doing something super rad with, like, moms and stuff these days? <gasps> she is. Have you seen that? <gasps> I have. And, like... I don't know what it is. And I don't know the details, but I saw it. It was like, hey, she's the pretty half of Mark oh, and company. And smart and half. Yeah. Doing stuff. And um, that's great. And like, I don't know. I think I, I'm so when I do like watch little Netflix shows for like wind down time on the weekend or whatever. What do you watch? Uh, I'm, 
I've never seen Mad Men. So it's on Netflix now. So I'm watching Mad Men. <gasps> and I'm like astounded at like, oh my God, this is like potentially close to what it really was like in the 60s. And like everything was perfect. The women had all the things perfect all the time. They got their hair set. The men always looked perfect. And I love it because like you see this like darker side where like they're not perfect and they're messing stuff up, but they can't show that like in front of anybody else. And that's what I think we're talking about. Like trying to just start getting away from that and being like, we're all human. We screw stuff up. We fart. We make noise. We have sleep in our eye. Sometimes our nose runs like whatever. That's, that's humans. Hopefully we're evolving more to that. That's my, that's my plan anyways. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I knew oh, I was counting down in my head. How long until Mark either a burps really loud or B puts his raw, uh, his rear end next to the microphone. and just I'd, I'd like to congratulate you because we have, Almost made it ten episodes with me on the show without having body uh, body noises really? and humor and all of that come on the show. Yeah, you guys have always been on your best behavior, oh. and and with, there goes the streak. Yeah, so it's dang it. again. Yeah, you 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 jinxed it. I was throwing a perfect game, and then you mentioned that I was throwing a perfect game, and I. <laughs> so okay, this is the tenth time you've been on the show, right? Is that what you amazing. counted up? That's amazing. I know that is amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I counted up because I do the like actual facts checking and keeping of this show in order <laughs> the, official humans, uh, the official human secretary not secretary like a woman has to be a secretary but yeah what, what are you trying to say Rick? oh god I've, I've derailed you're keeping the minutes you're keeping the minutes of simply human and i appreciate yes. your you're welcome it's my pleasure it's my pleasure to be here like okay so think back the first time i was on your show was like middle of 2014 wow like a little over two years ago yeah like, so, okay, here's a fun, everybody do this. Are we, we're, we're recording, oh, right? Oh, we've been recording, yes. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. um, I never know, because you guys don't give me any, like, fancy intro thing here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's Kate Galliette. Um, everybody knows who she is. Let's yeah, go. Hi. Yeah. Um, all, everybody listening, do this with me. Imagine where you were, think back to where you were two years ago. How different, or the same, was your life? Oh. And could you have seen, coming down the pike, where you are right now from the place oh you were two years ago. Absolutely not. No way. Me neither. Not at all. Not at all. Not even all. anywhere in the vicinity. No. And is what you were worrying about back then in any way influencing what your life is like right now? Absolutely not. No. Same. Yeah. I, I would say in, in some regards for me, but generally speaking, I, I catch your point and I yeah, you're right. What, what the things that we're consumed about worrying with that we think are so so important in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, kind of small potatoes type stuff. Yeah, I heard this great. I heard this great piece of pocket philosophy the other day. That's like oh. all the stuff you find on Instagram. That's pocket philosophy, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but it's great. And so I was like scrolling through my Instagram or my Twitter or something, and came across this one. I was like, oh, rad! And I screenshotted it. I need to save that. And it was this: is what you're thinking about? Sorry, is what you're worrying about right now? really a problem if you stopped thinking about it. Meaning like we just perpetuate these things in our head that we're thinking about, thinking about, thinking about, and thus causing ourselves worry when really like we just did with the two years ago experiment, like most of what you were worrying about back then never came to pass or even influenced like the situation well, that you're in right now. Or if it did, it, it, it it's all worked out pretty okay anyways. Well, it's like yeah. if you're, yeah, like the, the example of that is like if your house is on fire, you can't stop thinking about that and that's not, going to be a problem right but that's like that's right. where the stress response 
is designed to help you is in instances like that and only in instances like that. And I would say yeah. quickly, Rick has a different definition of pocket philosophy, but as we continue on, uh, and, and, uh, very quickly to expound kind of on what you're saying, Mark, that like, uh, you know, if we're spending all of our time worrying about things that aren't important, then you're not spending the time worrying on the things that should, you should actually be worrying about. Yeah. Or, how about like just thinking about things you could make that isn't even a worry? Like I remember sitting in the car with my friend when we were driving through Patagonia and I was like, wait, we're having this big disc- life discussion as we're having this big epic road trip. And I was like, wait a minute. So if I'm not thinking about what other people think of me and I'm not thinking about these problems that haven't even turned into anything yet, and I'm not thinking about where I'm going to be a year or five years from now, what do I think about? And he was like, exactly. Yeah. Free landscape, whatever you want. Think about anything. That's where, like, think about the creative magic of, like, people who start little side hustles in their garage or people who come up with really cool ways to, like, homeschool their kids if that's what they're doing. Like, there's so many things you could think about besides what most of us spend our day thinking about. Uh, but it takes practice because we've trained our neurons and our brain to wire together to be like, oh, slight worry thing came up. Hey, let's dive down the rabbit hole of worrying about everything. Have you ever gotten right? to a point, and Kate or Rick, I'm going to ask you this, like when you lay down at night, let's say there's an issue like you're a job change or you're going through a divorce or there's something like really pressing on your mind that every night, like when you lay down in bed, like you start thinking about that and then the issue resolves, but it's like your brain, like you just said, like your neurons are trained. It's like every time you lay down in bed, like you start thinking about whatever that was. Has that ever happened to y'all? That's happened to me before. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, Rick, why don't you go first? If you get worked up like that, then you're worked up. And even if it resolves itself, you still can still feel yourself, you know, stirred up over it. Absolutely. That happens to me all the time. And my wife, too. She's my wife is a big bedtime warrior. Like uh, we'll be going to bed and she'll bring up. Oh, by the way, we have to do this, 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 and this in two weeks. I'm like, hey, right now, let's not worry about any of that. Right now, let's wind down and go to bed and we can talk about that stuff tomorrow but yeah and maybe time, once a week like, you say you know what maybe let's try to do something else you know what i'm saying like, like what like what Mark? no I don't, i'm not sure what you're saying uh maybe like uh, uh maybe like make some tea some hot tea okay well, hot, hot, hot tea would be an uh, enjoyable experience yes so uh-huh uh, yeah oh great it has to be all right oh my god so uh i guess i'll answer now even though we're off the rails already. Um, same. Yeah. Like that. I actually, I'm, if the worries are going to get going, it's quite frequently, like as I'm laying down to go to sleep, my yeah. brain's like, okay, let's think about all the things now. And I'm like, God dang it. All the so things. one thing I have done that helps is, well, two things. Um, one, I write a, um, receiving journal every night. So like I take my journal out and write pen to paper, uh, all the things I received that day. And it might be like a friend, a piece of uh, a token of friendship huh. from, you know, Mark, or it might be a kind message about my program, or it might be a hug from a friend when we left lunch, like just to like register all the stuff that I'm actually receiving every day. That is really wonderful. Uh, also, uh, in addition, uh, they have this thing called like, a da- I guess they just call it like, like brain dumping. I don't know. You, you can use that term for so many things, but to do what Rick's wife is talking about, like all that stuff in her head to so just type it out on paper, write it on paper, um, and just get it all out so that you just know, like stream of consciousness, no punctuation, no nothing. You just get it all out of you uh, and then try to lay down after that. Those yeah. are two things that I've found that are, are kind of helpful for 
that nighttime worrying because nighttime worrying, of course, now starts influencing your sleep and overall stress levels and quality of sleep. And it's just not good, but it's adults. And that's kind of what comes with the territory sometimes. I wonder if you could like train your brain to like think about happy things every night when you go to bed, like consciously think about your kids or, you know, a a hobby that you enjoy and then kind of get to where when you lay down and go to bed, like that's if your mind is going to kind of wander it's sort of trained to wander to happy thoughts, like Never Never Land. Totally. Dr. Wayne Dyer, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about how the last five minutes of his day are the most important five minutes of his entire day because he he would always talk about like he was priming the pump really so he could dream well and sleep well and um, maybe manifest some stuff in his brain, have a subconscious work on some things in his brain while he was sleeping. Uh, But he would spend the last five minutes of his day looking at a picture he had beside his bed um, and doing exactly what you're saying. Like the only thoughts he would focus on were beautiful things about his children or his grandchildren or the next book he was writing or his beautiful uh, uh, island home that he was swimming out in the ocean and looking back at today. Um, just whatever, like wherever he was in the world, that's what he would do. And I really dig that because, of course, neurons that fire together are wired together. So the more you practice something, the better you get at it. And that includes worrying and that includes thinking about happy thoughts before you fall asleep. And it's, I don't know the validity of the science of it, but it's nice to think that like you send your brain and your dream factory and your subconscious like some good love right before you fall asleep. I think that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Instead of like worrying about like a clown breaking into your house at night and and murdering your whole family. (laughs) Well, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll all be dead because clowns will have killed all of us. So it's not going to matter. Right. Well, see, Kate, last time you were on, we really talked about sort of the front end of stress. Like, we defined it. We talked about what the stress response does to you. So let's, I mean, let's let's sort of answer that question as far as, like, I I talked to uh, a a big bunch of college freshmen this morning. You talk about the worst possible people to talk to about stress management and, like, sleep. (laughs) Like, freshmen living in a dorm. It's like they're just – it's just they're living in a cesspool of disease and inflammation. And it's a gigantic petri dish full of staph infections. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're trying to tell them, like, okay, yeah, the stress response that is there to to keep you alive, the irony is that it will kill you if it's on all the time. So let's talk about sort of the chronic – stress and and how you talked about a second ago like we can sit around and just worry and and sort of like like for instance uh i don't know if you saw the pictures of me rappelling off of that 285 foot building yeah i have no idea what that was but i was like oh good mark's jumping off a building yeah That's great. yeah perfect <laughs> finally yeah <laughs> shut up so the 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 crazy part is like you can i can stand up there and think about what it would be like to like stand up on the edge with nothing attached to me, and you're and you and that elicits a very physical stress response. Just thinking about it. Yep. So let's kind of talk about that, the frontal lobe, and sort of what our uh, no other animals can do that. We we can literally turn our stress response on when it shouldn't be on, and that is a bad thing. <laughs> uh yes, it most definitely is, and we. It's tricky because like, it, it kind of ever since like factories became a thing and like the hardworking American spirit became a thing. Like you're rewarded for being busy and scheduling yourself a lot and uh, getting a lot done in a day and productivity is rewarded. And even challenge is rewarded. Like, Hey, your kid's really smart. They're doing so well in reading. We're going to move them up to the next level. And they keep doing that until they get to a level where the kids like now actually having to quote unquote work hard to do the, the whatever that's in the class. Um, problem with that is that it conditions everybody 
to actually feel satisfied when they're in their stress response, to actually become accustomed to that level of tension so that if that level of tension doesn't exist, they actually, something feels wrong. Something doesn't feel you right. You feel like and a fact, failure. Yeah. Perfect example. Like Michael Jordan made it look effortless way back in the day for the kids who can think back 30 something years now. Who's um, Michael Jordan? Shut up. Oh He's God, the greatest right? ever. Greatest ever. Um, he made it look effortless, right? And like we thought, oh my God, that's so amazing. And Olympians, like they make it look effortless. Um, but like at a, a gym in a workout, group workout or something, or in your own workout, um, you or even in your life, like you feel like you have to work hard and struggle and sweat and stress. Otherwise, you're you're obviously not working hard enough. And that's a big in part because we've conditioned as a society to decide that it's better if you're under stress and that you're living in that stress response. Um, I even like, I'm putting my vacation autoresponder on tomorrow because I'm going to just, I'm going to be off the grid climbing again. So there's literally no email or internet at all. So I just put that on just in case. And a part of me was like, man, I kind of feel guilty putting this thing on because like I'm going kind of on like quote unquote a vacation, but it's not going to be effortful. Um, you know, I'll be drinking my ties on the beach, but it still will be fun. But I kind of feel guilty about like going and, and not being like connected to my email. And then I was like, hold the phone. Hold the phone. This Hold is exactly it. what you're supposed to do after you've had a period of hard work and you've elicited the results that you were going for and everything is going smoothly at work. This is what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to feel bad for de-stressing, but that's kind of like the narrative that we're all living yeah. in. And so stress chemicals, feeling levels of tension, uh, commenting about like, oh yeah, my, my, my back is feeling so sore again because like you know, long, long hours at work. Right? right. And so there has to be not just like a physical change in your, your own personal life, like sleeping more, uh, doing more restorative activity, meditating, praying, whatever you're into. But there also has to be like a conversation as a, as a community to be like, instead of saying I'm so busy and being proud of that or applauding that, like we all start changing the way we talk about this stuff so that we applaud it when someone's taking their time off. We raise a red flag when we're like, hey, I've noticed you've been burning the candle pretty hard lately. Are you doing enough to get res restoration? How are you feeling? Like, I think that needs to happen imminently. One of the things that I told the group of college freshmen this morning was kind of how this, this uh, idea back in the 80s and 90s that there would be all these CEOs that would brag about how little sleep they could, they could function on. Dave Asprey kind of does the same thing, which is kind of annoying. Um, but it's like, you know, I only get like three hours of sleep. It's all I need. I'm, I'm, I'm working 12 hours every 12 hours. You know, it's like, and, and I was like, you know what happened to those CEOs? They all died. They're all dead. Yep. And, uh, now, and now, yeah, like one of the guys was like, oh, great. <laughs> So it's like, it's, but it's like now, I think now the tide is kind of turning, maybe the pendulum is swinging a little bit back to, no, eight, nine hours of sleep is vital. If you're not sleeping good, nothing else is going to work. And if you're stressed, you're not going to get good sleep. If you're not getting good sleep, you're going to be stressed. And it's like this, this spiral of death and, and horrificness. And, and one other thing, like, uh, you know, j like you mentioned, the kind of moving up, you master one thing. Okay, let's move up to the next thing. Well, my daughter, my oldest is in gymnastics. And she was out of gymnastics for a year because they were doing dance. And we just, like, they just do one thing at a time. So she's back in gymnastics. And, like, she went to her little class that she was in, you know, the previous year. And her coach was like, hey, she, here's her letter after class. She was like, she needs to go to this thing, try out on Saturday. She'll get all her elements. And she's going to move up to the next class. It's 30 more minutes a week. And, all, you know, da-da-da-da, all these things that she's going to be doing. Well, I just, I took that letter. And I have it. I'm proud that, you know, she's accomplishing this. And I just put it in my car. 
because I still I just want her to have fun. Like it, she doesn't need to go up and move up right now. She doesn't. I mean, she's she's tired enough doing it for an hour and a half a week. You know, she's like wrecked at the end of gymnastics because she's like she's goes 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 goes. Like, why do I want to like right now? She you know she can just still have fun and ma- and continue to master the things that that she can do instead of like just when she can barely maybe do one thing. Okay, then we're gonna push her up, and that's kind of the groundwork for that tension that you talked about a second ago. Right, exactly. And like, there are so many physiological issues that folks develop that are related to how much, um, like low level hypertonic, like, so that means always kind of low level contraction that can be maintained for a very long time that you'd hardly even notice, like hypertonic muscle contractions where like low back tissues or upper trap tissues or knees or adductors or calves or feet or whatever. Uh, and things like, uh, torso instability because you're not breathing deeply and your intercostal muscles haven't even remembered how to like completely contract and relax and contract and relax so that your, you know, rib cage and lungs can expand fully and contract fully. And so, so many of these things come from that. And yet it's like a lot of folks are still looking at like fixing the symptoms instead of fixing the like deeper thing. And fair enough, it's a big deal to like address the deeper thing. And it takes a really long time, uh, because you've spent a really long time developing it the other way, you know, and that's like we were starting to say last time, like prayer, meditation, journaling, all these things that like, whatever helps you start to like get in harmony with yourself. And in fact, I even, um, I published an article recently on fit for real life about, um, how to become teammates with your body, because I see it more than ever in coaching and in clients, like their fitness activities, they come in with me, come in to me having already been doing like exerting control in their workout because it's like a place where they feel like they can get some control and that helps them stay kind of in that stress cycle and being afraid of like changing what they're doing or trying something different because of whatever they think they might lose and the stress that they're already associating that comes with that. Like I see it time and time again and it's like nowhere is really immune from being affected by whatever level of stress you're living with. And that's not for everybody who's like, well, great. I know I'm stressed enough guys. We get it. We're like, we're all stressed out. It's like, not that it's like, we all know that we all have like stuff to improve on. And it's like the whole big picture. This is the lifelong process that we're all in, uh, to start addressing some of these things, to start reducing the tension and taking full breaths and allowing your circulatory system to like chill out and your blood pressure to come down and all these things that are hard to do when you live in a modern life. Yeah. So, okay. Tell us we're, we got about five minutes left. Tell us what you, what are you doing now? What, what do you have going on? What are the things, what are you spending most of your time doing? I am actually this, after this trip this weekend, uh, which will have come and gone by the time this is up. Um, your audience, I guess, should be the first one to officially know version three of the Unbreakable Body is coming out in Sweet. January. Awesome. Version three. It's well. massive. Like, I'm so stoked about the upgrades and add-ons and additions that we're doing. So all the current members get uh, all the upgrades for free on, like, that iPhone, Apple, people who don't do that for you, which is so not nice. Um, but you get everything for free if you're already a member. Uh, but we're doing, like, massive upgrades to, like, more programming, more things to work on. I've heard what everyone's saying about like hands and feet and wrists and neck and blah, blah. They want more stuff. So I'm putting it all in and that's coming out in January. So after this trip that I'm going on this weekend to go climbing, I am moving into one of those cycles of like putting my head down and getting all the serious work done for that so that it can be ready to go for uh, January. 
Now, um, what is the same website or will it be a different website or? Nope, same website. Um, it'll be theunbreakablebody.com. Uh, and then once it rolls out in January, that will be the, that will be the version. That is the version you get when you become a member. Um, and it's, God, I'm so excited because it's going to have like continuing education content for folks and really help them carry movement and fitness, which are two different things, kind of daily movement, lifestyle, moving like a human, uh, living like a human and fitness stuff, their training, their body, like strength, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's really going to support them through even more of their journey than unbreakable body already does. But I will say, uh, if you want the program, you need to get it like before the end of the year, cause we're pulling it off for a couple of weeks as we do finish all the upgrades and push it in. So, um, that's coming up. It's going to be a lot of work, but I feel like I'm ready for that, which is a good feeling. So you got unbreakablebody.com and you also have fit for real life. Are you still, uh, sending people to fit for real life or is that, uh, no, I am. Yeah, absolutely. That's where all the content is. So there's like 400 articles on there now, all for free. Um, tons of videos and education. That's where you want to go if you want to learn uh, on your own and start applying some stuff. Uh, if you're ready to bring in some programming, get some more customized coaching, then you want to go over to the Unbreakable Body. And also, I've been playing around with the Facebook Lives. Yes. Those are kind of fun. Those are kind of fun, aren't they? Like, yes. Is that basically just like Periscope? Yeah. I think Periscope, I don't know what happened to it, but yes, it's like that, but people are already on Facebook anyways, yeah. so like meet them there, right? And people ask really cool questions, and they're really fun, so I've been doing a bunch of those, so that's over on the Fit for Real Life page on Facebook, um, and yeah, like I just want everyone to feel more empowered than ever to take back the control of their body and the health and well-being of their body. And so these little tips and tidbits that I'm trying to share across all these different platforms, uh, it's my hope that they help people do that because we are our own caretakers of our body and it's really up to us to manage and handle it from now till, I don't know, whenever our last day is here on Earth. I have an idea, Rick. What's that idea, Mark? My idea is this. Um... Okay, so like kind of wrapping up the interview, the unbreakablebody.com, fitforyourlife.com. I've linked to the How to Become Teammates with Your Body article. Um, uh, you, you mentioned Facebook. What are you on? You're on Instagram. I follow you on Instagram, so that that where, therefore I don't need to memorize what your handle is. What is your handle on Instagram? I am Kate Galliott on Instagram and enough. Twitter. And Twitter. So let's do this, Rick. I want Kate. Yes. We always do a tip of the week at the after we say goodbye to the guest. Um, yes. we do a tip of the week and I want you, Kate, to, uh, now it is now time for the simply human tip of the week. We're doing it right now. We've never done this before. Wow. Okay. I didn't yeah. do a transition or anything. <laughs> There's the transition noise. This is such a professional I know. show. I'm, I'm on. so excited about this. How, how in the world? I got. How did you guys get through my manager? I don't really understand how I've been on this show. Uh, well, yeah, my, our manager must have had a better impression on on you than in your manager because our managers are friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kate means her former manager after she fired him when she booked the show. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Awesome. So, so the tip of the week is something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this week we in, we invite Kate Galliette to give our tip of the week. Go. Totally oh ambushed, totally without warning. Totally ambushed, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, since we've been talking about stress a little bit and being good caretakers, we're caretakers, guys. That's what we are. <laughs> Chair takers? How about, how about caretakers? How about there, that? That'll work. That, I yeah. like that. Since we talked about stress and being a good caretaker of your body, uh, how about uh, everyone's tip of the week this week is uh, right after you finish listening to this uh, and not if you're driving a car. Hmm. Uh hey. Sit or stand and close your eyes and take three 
very slow inhales and exhales. Try to inhale for six or eight seconds. And then after you've inhaled, hold your breath for about four seconds. And then try to exhale for about six or eight seconds again. And then hold the breath out for another four seconds. Just three simple breaths like that can really help uh, stimulate kind of the the rest and digest system of your nervous system, kind of that chill, calm, relaxed state of being. Uh, It's amazing what three simple breaths can do and just noticing that you're inhaling and where the inhaling is easy and where it feels a little harder and where you run out of room and how long it takes you to exhale. All those things can really help you drop that stress just a little bit right today. Yeah, you know, that's uh, very similar to kind of like a box breathing technique and mm-hmm. during the when I was talking to the college students this morning I, there were two groups that came through the first group I with both groups I did like a guided meditation where I had them sit down they're already sitting down so like feet flat on the floor and fingertips touching each other close your eyes and I did like a, a three five in five hold five out five hold a three breaths like that and uh one of the guys like and you know, these are college students they're all halfway falling asleep the whole time, you know, because they're like not getting good sleep. Well, there was one college student where I was like, all right, guys, that's, there it is. That's all you need to do. I, I said, we did that for a minute. You could do that for five minutes. You could do it for 30 seconds. Like there's going to be some benefit in that. And there was a guy that was like, like pretending to still be asleep. Like his eyes were still closed and we all kind of laughed like, Hey, that guy, yeah, he's still asleep. He actually was asleep. Wow. Like he was at, like unconscious and he like kind of woke up and was like, like had this really weird look on his face. Like what in the world? So I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I just hypnotized that guy. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. So like when, that'll be your next career after this thing blows up. You'll yeah. go off and be a hypnotist in like Reno or something. She didn't like say, that. she didn't say if this thing blows up, she says after this thing blows up. I mean, I thought that was understood. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Awesome. Have you guys Anyways. ever participated in one of those like crazy like uh, corporate hypnotism things? I've done it. Like, they I've done bring, it twice. Like, no. Is that real? Is that real? Yeah. Hey, Rick. I've done it twice, and it, yes, it's real. Wow. I want to do that. Hey, I need let... to have like a, just to, just so that I can <laughs> satisfy this requirement of my life. We need to have like a giant, simply human meetup, so that a corporate hypnotist can hypnotize <laughs> me. Well, hey, let me tell you this. When I the first time that happened to me, when I came out from, I was the. Uh, for in between my freshman and sophomore years in college, Rick, it was at Iron Springs, and yeah. I I could not. This is like I I'm kind of hesitant to say this, and I don't know what was happening. <laughs> I could not stop crying. Oh, I was like sob crying, and like, <laughs> and I didn't understand. Like so, the guy had like take me back into one of like the you know Rick the little cabins right off the big room at Iron yeah. Springs. He had, he and his assistant yeah. had to like take me into the like one of those cabins and like rehypnotize me and like it was I could I was just like <laughs> like crazy <laughs> uh. what's funny is when you said that Kate said oh yeah. she felt sorry for you and yeah. I started hysterically laughing yeah. imagining how <laughs> and sounded That's yeah really thanks funny. a lot thanks a lot so anyway well I mean I don't know how any of that stuff works or like <clears throat> what is actually happening but I will say like that's not an uncommon story I've I've heard of other people who like just their energy gets all shifted around or something opens who knows but like um something's happening i don't know what it is maybe (laughs) you guys should get an expert on this show of yours to actually share some like really helpful knowledge or we could just like like armchair it like we are right now and just guess at like how it works rick let's reach out to a hypnotist maybe he could like maybe he could like hypnotize us on the show 
because well, I watched. Yeah, no, nothing could go wrong here. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, a, like a, an NFL pregame show, like they have before the games come on, and like a guy came and did the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. It was really funny. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's like, funny. there's no way these guys are faking. There's right. no way Pac-Man Jones is going to like be in on the bit because right. he's an idiot. Right. So <laughs> that's really great. Awesome. Right, well, Kate, good. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for always being such a willing. Uh, guest on our with our shenanigans you are awesome we love you and have fun on your rock climbing trip be very safe do not get hurt and we'll talk to you soon sounds good guys have a great day you're listening to the simply human podcast thank you kate we have mentioned all our stuff she's awesome and just a reminder we did we did the tip of the week already so i'm going to remind you after humans being human as well the tip of the week and i'll have that in the show notes uh, when the tip yes. of the week is. So it is now time for Humans Being Human. And we haven't done this in a while. I was scrolling through our shows, just like looking for like, you know, repeat guest ideas and just kind of... Uh, oh, are we going to have are we gonna have Shaky Fitzpatrick come back and talk about how he was a 1920s boxing trainer? No. Which, uh, by the way, it's a good I thought bit. that was really funny. I was very proud of that. And we got universally, we got crickets on that. So I know. So screw all of you. I thought it was great. Um, and also, I thought Rick the Caveman was a funny bit. Uh, I wasn't so much on board with Rick the Caveman. Okay. After the first one, it kind of petered out a little bit. But I thought Shaky Fitz... I wor- Do you, you remember? I worked on Shaky oh. Fitzpatrick. I'm not kidding you. For like two weeks. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like writing on a le- yellow legal pad? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yes, this is going to be great. And no one gave a crap about it. I loved it, Rick. Okay, so we so one of the things I saw a few uh, gosh uh, several months ago we did humans being humans we just did like humans in the news and where yeah. we just kind of yes, read yes. like wheels off news stories and that's what we're going to do today so it is now time for humans being human and humans in the news the first headline comes from the uh, I found it on Huffington Post but it's uh, no I didn't this is this isn't HuffPost this is something else this is from uh, local ten news and here's the headline ready. Here we go. Here we go. Woman with active warrant shoves ID up vagina during traffic stop, police say. Huh. And it says the name of the person is also accused of urinating outside of the jail. Outside of the jail? Yeah, so here's the story. So a Miami woman was arrested over the weekend in Hollywood after she was riding in a vehicle that was pulled over in connection with a hit and run. According to an arrest report, which you are familiar with, uh, as being a policeman. Police discovered that a passenger in the driver's vehicle, uh, Takara Nowden, 28, had an active warrant out of the Broward Sheriff's Office for operating a vehicle without a driver's license. Nowden was arrested Saturday and taken to the BSO main jail for processing. They, she told medical staff at the jail that she had shoved her Nebraska ID card up her vagina during the traffic stop. An extra machine at the jail confirmed that Nowden had a foreign object in her vagina. She was taken to the hospital for medical clearance. Police said Nowden pulled down her pants while she was leaving the jail, squatted, and urinated in public. She was taken to Memorial Regional Hospital and then taken back to jail. She faces charges for the warrant as well as an additional charge of indecent exposure in public. Humans in the news. She is being a human. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you that. And it, Listen, I people ask me about funny cop stories, and I can't ever come up with one. I'm like, oh, you know, it, they all kind of blend together. But I feel like we could do a whole segment on stuff that people have shoved all up in them <laughs> and during a police yes, encounter. That would and be to funny. me that's not to me it's nothing. To me it's just oh yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But like you'd be shocked. What, you, and I'll so say it's, this. It's nothing for you to shove something all up in yourself? 
No, not me. Oh. Uh, the, the person being contacted by the police. That's the ultimate. Oh. I got no place to put this. I'm going to ram it up in there. So mm. uh, the idea is a kind of a, I've never heard that one before because, you know, you know, we, we can run your name without your ID. We can figure things out rather quickly. It's not like, you know, I don't know. That's a, I feel like she maybe wasted that. Like you only have so many times in your life. You can ram something up one of your orifices to hide from the police. Like, and that's like a cat has nine lives. Well, you probably only have a few of those in you uh, <laughs> in a lifetime. And she just wasted one on a driver's uh, no. license up there. Come yeah. on. Jeez. And the warrant was for like driving without a driver's license. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you're going to get walked in the jail and get OR, get released on your own recognizance in like four minutes. So it's not like she was going to jail for super murder or anything. Yeah. Well, between your stories and like, I know like Dr. Badalak, who, who uh, Simply Human's own, uh, has been on the show before. Yeah. He has some yeah. stories from the ER of people, sure. you know, quote unquote, accidentally ramming stuff all up in there, which... I was uh, I was skipping into my garden and I did, I skipped without clothes on and I slipped and fell on a cucumber. Exactly. Stuff like mark, that. Don't, don't mark that. I, that was not me. That was quoting <laughs> oh. some... Well, oh God! Yeah. Well, that's gonna appear in the. Uh, and remember. Yeah, I, I've just well wrote that. I just wrote that down. Uh, okay, here, <laughs> here's an here, here's another one that this is like we mentioned it in the interview with Kate. Mass hysteria as thousands of Penn State students spark riot as they hunt clowns. This whole clown thing. Clown thing is really weird. I know. And we're having that in the city that I work in. All of a sudden, a million people are calling it about clowns everywhere. I have not seen a clown. This is this got to be. This has to be made up, right? I don't like, know. Like one person maybe saw it and it caught fire on the internet, got viral, and then like now every. I've seen a smattering of like reports in the news the last couple of days were like teen arrested for uh, in Texas the crime would be terroristic threat. Which sounds like you're an ISIS, but really all it is is like saying something like basically fire in a crowded theater. Right. What that, that is. And like a couple of people have been arrested in Texas for like, kid, kid, like a kid was arrested because he, uh, she, I think she was like late to work and she called in a clown threat so that like she huh. wouldn't get fired and they figured it out in about four minutes and she went to jail. Like, uh, this has to be a bit. If you've seen a clown, uh, give us a call at uh, 530-42-HUMAN and leave us a voicemail about how you've seen a creepy clown in the last couple of what, years. Like what? Clowns Clowns started off so good, so cheerful. Have you seen it? Have oh. you seen it? Oh, Rick, excuse me. I've read the book. Yeah. Excuse oh, me. okay. So you haven't seen it. Oh, I've okay, seen it. So I've read it oh, and sorry, I've you, seen you, it. Did you have someone read it to you or I didn't. did you actually? This was before uh, okay. so all of that. Read it. I read it and I've seen oh. the movie. Great movie. I think between it and John Wayne Gacy, like yeah. uh, it's a rough. Uh, I wouldn't get into the clowning profession. Uh, there was a really funny article on uh, the WFAA news app last night. Like in reaction to all this, they did like a react story, and they talked to a guy who's a clown. I gotta see this article, okay. and he basically the article was like, "Hey, listen, not all clowns are crazy, murderous, homicidal freaks." And I was like, "Wow, this is journalism in America." Yeah. Hey, we got a clown story. Someone get a clown on the horn and. Get a reactor. Oh man! So okay, uh, clowns don't be one. Here, here's the next story is uh, from HuffPost, and it's uh, the headline is this. <sighs> and we we might even like watch some of this YouTube video or listen to the audio. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Goodness! All right, here it is. Man cooks up wife's placenta with breakfast. Says it tastes like bad pork. 
The quote is nine months in the cooking and about ten minutes in the eating. So let me see if I can. If let me hold on. Let me try to play some of this. If you've gone to extremes to escape your nasal allergies, try yeah. Clarispray, new from the makers of. Okay, here we go. Right, as you know, or some people might be aware, I've already said I'm going to eat my wife's placenta. I don't think anybody's done this for a long, long time, or certainly no husbands have done it. I've got a wee raw bit there, which I've already garnished with some salt and pepper. I've tried it already, it's not too bad. I've got my breakfast, and I've got some cooked bits of uh, placenta there as well, which actually taste pretty good. So, uh, yeah, here goes. There's the raw bit. Oh, this isn't as good as the uh, umbilical cord spaghetti, by the way. Okay, he, so he's eating it. He said it wasn't as good as the umbilical cord spaghetti. Stop. That's enough. That is enough. Oh. I couldn't hear the video. But like, listen, I know, and there are probably people listening to this podcast who are very into like, uh, you know, uh, Mother Earth and, oh no, you have to eat the placenta because it's healthy. That is the most foul thing I've ever heard of in my life. That's like, that, that makes me... Like, what if we're all legitimate? Well, this, That's gross. And so will this. So when I worked at the hospital, there was there was a receptacle out back that was for that kind of... It was for, like, the discarded placentas. The placenta dumpster? Yeah, they were in, like, these red... Hey, hey, hey! If we ever come up with a band, that's the band name. Placenta dumpster. <laughs> Perfect band name. Placenta dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Okay. All right. Do we have what would, uh, I have, what would I what would I have had to pay you to get you to jump into the placenta dumpster? Hundred bucks. That's it. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, okay, everyone. Uh, go to our simply human Facebook page or simplyhumanlifestyle.com. <laughs> donate, and uh, can you put a note on the donation? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, you can. It says this okay, is for a placenta okay. dumpster. Let's, let's all raise a hundred dollars and make Mark jump into a placenta dumpster. And we know You're where we know where it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we got to do this now. Okay, you're gonna love this next one. This this will be our last one. Okay. okay. This is from HuffPost. It says Illinois couple has a whopper of a beef with Burger King. Okay. So here it is. When Nancy and Martise Murphy of Naperville, Illinois, went to their local Burger King this weekend, they asked the manager to make sure their food would be warm. Okay, so you have one of these. Hey, I want a hamburger. Hey, make sure it's warm. Okay? Man, Not, just, stop. So hey, just, well, just listen. I, hang on, hang on. Okay. Let me interject very briefly. I've eaten fast food with people who say that, and I feel like saying, hey, listen, I know if you go into McDonald's or whatever at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's probably not super fresh. Although my theory is it's going to be super duper fresh because they probably don't have anything sitting out at 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. But like, what do you ask it? Hey, listen, I want fries, but I want it to be fresh. Like, uh, come on. You're, you're come getting on. fast food. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just, you know, be reasonable. Okay. So, so listen, you're going to love this. So make sure it's warm. So as it turns out, it was the packaging that really got them hot under the collar. The Murphys stopped in at Burger King on Sunday for a Whopper, a Whopper Junior, fries, onion rings, and some drinks. Shortly after they got their order, they made an unwelcome discovery. Someone had scrawled the words F-U-C-K-U on both their wrappers. So that's a, I can spell that, can I? Do I need to bleep that? 
not your code. You can spell it. Okay. They're just random letters, so, and then they collect. They, they just jumble together to yeah. make a random word. So listen, just a social. Anyway, needless to say, the couple had a whopper of a beef with the message. When you pay for something, you want something good. So to get that, it was uncalled for. She called the restaurant. The manager denied it. I told him what had happened. He said, "I don't believe you. There's no way that could have happened." Said the manager. The next day, and Nancy. Said- <laughs> yeah, it hung up. The next day, Nancy spoke to someone higher on the Burger King food chain. After a brief investigation, the supervisor told her that... The, impl- was it the, the Burger King? She called and... Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to Burger Prince. I need the king. I need an audience with the king. Yeah. Uh, he's going to uh, extend his golden scepter to me. <clears throat> so after a brief investigation, the supervisor told her that an employee had admitted to writing the messages according to UPI. The employee employee has reportedly been fired. The worker responsible for the obscene rappers reportedly told officials they'd been having a bad day and that they'd taken it out on the customers. The employee may be gone, but the Murphys say they plan never to eat at Burger King again. So much for having it your way. <laughs> I feel like if you're, man, we got a lot of things going on here. I'm going to try to narrow down. But okay. if you can't cut the fast food worker some slack for that, like they didn't spit on the burger. Yeah. it's like, there's like pictures, they, Rick, there's pictures of it. It's like It's like they took like a... A chalk, piece of chalk or something. It's in black writing on the inside. There's like food all over the wrapper, and it just like very plainly says "f you." When like did we become when, when did we become a society that thinks it's that thinks it's okay to try to get the guy who works at the fast food restaurant yeah, fired? Like seriously. works at Burger King. Like uh, checkmate, pal. We've already. <laughs> oh. I, I don't. Know. I just I. I very uncomfortable with the idea of uh, just poking someone that works in the service industry. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's humans in the news, um, and that is humans being human. We're going to end this segment, and and it's going to go right into the outro, the the end of the show, because we've already done the Simply Human Tip of the Week with Kate, the end of Kate's uh, interview, and I'll have that uh, in the show in the show notes, the time code. So uh, this is uh, this has been humans in the news with Mark and Rick. Yes. Yes. Thank you, person that was joining us. That was awesome. Man, that was so good. <clears throat> that was thoroughly enjoyable Believe and entertaining. Entertaining. Infotaining. Infotaining. Go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can find us online uh, at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. I just said that. Uh, you're, you're really on top of things. This has just been, I hope you recorded this whole show. We can send it in. Oh, the my word. gosh. There's your, inner, there, there's your inner member of me. There's like saying the same sentence back to back. You can find us on social media at something. If you like us on Facebook, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, donate now at simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash store. Uh, we really appreciate you making us part of your day. We know there are a lot of things out there, so we appreciate you uh, blocking off everything else and listening to us. So, until next Sing week. your entire life on hold for one hour. Yeah, that's going to do it for this edition of the Human Podcast. And remember, I feel like she maybe wasted that. Like, you only have so many times in your life you can ram something up one of your orifices to hide from the police. So, until next time, enjoy yourself. 